This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Review of The Quarry here on the Gamescast. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Christmas in June, Joey Noel. Hello, a rare appearance for me on this channel. <laughs> if there's a super massive game happening, you know Joey will be here to talk about it. Exactly. Joey, you remember when we went to see the Man of Medan preview on that boat? <laughs> yeah, we just <laughs> played this game in the middle of this boat and they were very excited to give us a tour about it. It was, yeah, yeah. It was strange. Video games before COVID, man. Uh, also on this cast, ladies and gentlemen, he's the host of the Kind of Funny X cast and the master of hype. It's no bike, Mike. Yo, what up, Greg? Thanks for having me on today. Excited to talk spooky games with all of you. Mike, did you get a good night's sleep? <laughs> I have not slept well in the past 48 hours. I've slept with all the lights on in the house and the uh, ESPN turned all the way up. All right, that's how good the quarry is. And of course, rounding out this Kind of Funny Games cast crew is none other than Forbes. 30 under 30, a.k.a. the future class of video games, a.k.a. the OK Beast blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. Uh, super massive, if you're listening, you can send me an invite. All right, I'll go to whatever weird camp you want <laughs> to play, to preview one of your games. I think the next game is supposed to be like Saul. You know, invite me underground to preview that game on a, like a CRT TV. I'm down. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are, of course, reviewing The Quarry today. This is your spoiler-free Gamescast review of The Quarry. However, it will have a companion piece of content popping off this Friday, a spoiler cast for The Quarry, so that as you play through it on launch day, uh, June 10th, you can, of course, then listen to us, and when you beat it, and be like, what happened? What did I, what, who died, and who lived, and whatever, you can come get that, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, uh, podcast services across the globe, because, of course, this is the Kind of Funny Gamescast. Each and every week, we come together to tur 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 talk <laughs> about all the things we love and don't love about video games. My third show of the day, everybody strap in. You're, the bolts are loose, and I'm doing a fourth one, apparently, after this for the spoiler cast. Uh, <laughs> If you like that, of course, go to patreon.com slash games where you can write in your questions, comments, concerns. So many of you did about the quarry. I'm very proud of you for reading between the lines. Uh, we read those here just like we read your uh, Patreon producer names. Of course, on patreon.com slash games, you can get each and every episode of the Gamescast ad-free. You can usually watch us record it live. And, of course, you can get it with the post-show we usually do. However, post-show note for you right now, we are burning the midnight oil for Summer Game Fest. Of course, the quarry review today, Thursday, the game cast will go up again it will be the post show to our live reacts to summer game fest then friday you are getting like i said the games cast spoiler cast for the quarry so there's a lot of content right now we're not sure if we're going to be able to fit a post show in anywhere on the schedule but you understand that's three games cast for the price of zero dollars of course if you have zero dollars like i said youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe each and every week for new episodes housekeeping for you there is currently Wait, hold on. I, I think I screwed this up earlier, right? Bless. I'm in a time warp. You're in a time warp with me. So if you go here and you click that, all right, cool. There is going to be a PSI Love You XOXO Live in 
three hours from when this initially <laughs> posts. It's a preview of a video game we're excited for. Go and check that out. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe. Like I said, Thursday, we're reacting to Summer Game Fest Live. And of course, we'll be eating another post show. That also means that, yes, Sunday, we're reacting to the, the Xbox showcase. Of course, Thursday after SGF, we are going to LA for SGF Play Days, where we will play a bunch of video games and be TikToking and tweeting and doing Gamescast next week. All about those. It is it is here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm already E3 tired, isn't dead. <laughs> I'm exhausted. It's Tuesday. You guys have you guys have a long week. <laughs> and if that wasn't enough, the Blessing Show has a brand new episode up right now about the Steam Deck. It is a fantastic watch. Go check it out. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Gordon McGuire, Fargo Brady, Tyler Ross, Delaney Twinning, First Responder ND, Olive Party from the KF Community Discord, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Alex J. Sandoval, Casey Andrew, and James Hastings. Today we're brought to you by Me Undies and Chime, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with our review of the Quarry. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, this is a super massive game. If you are not familiar with them, they are the folks who did Until Dawn and the Dark Pictures Anthology. Of course, Man of Medan, Little Hope, House of Ashes, and The Devil Inside or The Devil in Me uh, coming out uh, this year at some point. So they say. The pitch for the quarry is simple. It's late summer in the remote forests of upstate New York, and the teen counselors of Hackett's Quarry have the camp to themselves for one final night. That means no kids, no adults, and no rules. In this thrilling cinematic tale, you control the fates of all nine camp counselors as their party plans unravel into an unpredictable night of horror. With life or death decisions around every turn, the choices you make will determine how the story unfolds. Of course, this is a choose-your-own-adventure from Supermassive. You make choices in dialogue, which make bran branching cha choices in the things, and the cinema, and the movie, and the cutscenes, and then you wander around and try to find stuff, and what you find influences what you can say and what you can do for choices. You run you shoot you play you have fun blessing at eoye jr you wanted to take lead review on this as a fellow super massive super fan like myself you've done the tiktok what is your rating what is your score for this game uh so the quarry i called great uh which on our scale is a four out of five i think i think it is a great game that if you're if you're like us and you're a big supermassive fan or if you're a big horror fan or if you like these cinematic choose your own adventure type games i think is a must play right i'll go as far as to say it is it stands out in its genre but i do think that there are maybe some things that hold it back i think really it is mm -hmm. the fact that it is kind of the standard thing that you'd expect out of one of these games which is awesome right like it is the i would say it's the best supermassive game that they've put out since until dawn it has so many trappings of that it has more time to breathe in a story narrative which i think is for me has been a big complaint that i've had with the dark pictures anthology it is more focused on single player as opposed to online multiplayer uh it has a really fun really awesome cast of characters which is honestly my best my favorite part of the game i think the cast and the characters are so good not a character in this game is wasted in terms of what they bring to the table and they do the horror game thing and the horror story thing i should say which is Every character feels like they are bringing in their own arch archetype of character, sure. whether it is here is the jock, here is the vain girl, here is the nerdy girl, here, like, they go through, oh, there's the brooding guy, they go through all of those, but I do think that for each of them, they do a good job of putting in more effort into providing more personality and um, subverting expectations in really fun ways. And so, like, for example, the jock character, Jacob, 
very early on, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna hate this guy. This guy is the worst. I can't. All he wants to do is bang this girl, or at least like, and like, all he wants to do is get with this girl, right? He wants. To I was gonna say he's actually pretty broken up. You know what I mean? They, yeah, they he's a, like wants to swing. He wants a relationship. Yeah. yeah. And, but that that he is a visitor in college. And that is like the thing is you misread him at the at the beginning. I misread him at the beginning because I've seen this character before. I assume that all this guy wants is sex, and the more you learn about this guy, the more you're like. No, he's just a softy. Like he's he's emotional. Like he really likes this girl, and it's stuff like that that they do that made me actually really respect how they treated the characters in the game. Like, I think they had the easy, easy option of making all these characters one dimensional, and I do think that they go the extra effort into like providing you know extra nuances and extra uh, things for these characters to strive for, and I think it makes it fun and interesting. And you know, I really liked again, like I, I think the cast really nailed it uh, out the park in terms of um, the portrayal of the characters. I love Brenda Song in it. I love Justin Smith in it, who I wasn't expecting to to uh, engage me as much as he did. Justin Smith, I believe, was the dude from <laughs> Detective Pikachu. Yes. Um, Very true. He came through and he plays. Remind me, is it Nick? Ryan. Ryan. He plays Ryan. Nick is uh, another guy. Yeah, Nick's the Australian. Ryan. The Australian New dude, Zealander. Yeah, his character I didn't love as much, right. but um, Ryan I absolutely loved in this game. I think he does such a good job of being that grounded, like you know, I'm realistic, kind of pessimistic, but at the same time, I am not necessarily strong. I'm just here trying to get through this kind of character. Like, I think they do such a good job in characters in this game, and I think the story is really uh, fun and engaging. And I think Supermassive has really had a good return to form with this one. It's everything I've, I've wanted it to be. And so for me, score-wise, four out of five, I think it's a great game. See, for me, I waffle between the three and the four for it. And for me, there's I, I, my biggest knock against it is this tonal disconnect. And the problem with especially this kind of game and a Supermassive game is mileage will vary. What choices did you have play? How did you play characters? And then what does that lead to? For me, I feel like the game doesn't stumble but it's held back by not knowing if it wants to be a full horror or if it wants to be a horror comedy because there's just these disconnects where massive things happen that would make any of us go oh my fucking ah like we got to figure out what's going on and like so they'll have that in maybe the scene they're having but then the next scene it's me and blessing walking as if we're walking to starbucks but we're really walking to get something to save someone's life but we're joking and jiving and bullshitting about camp in a way I'm like, but like you just, even if you don't believe what's happening in the story right now, you know, your friends really fucked up. Why are we not more fucked up by that? And I feel like there are moments I, I overall, don't get me wrong. Like, as I'm telling you, like, I think it is a great time. I think it's a great time as a game. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for super massive games. I want to like these games. I like this type of game. It's just, then you get to this point of like, it's a great time, but is it a great game? And, and, and even the game, I can't, I think, as we're going to get into, hopefully, the game does so much more than other supermassive games have done. I think movie mode is a great feature they've added. Rewind is a great feature they've added. There's pros and cons to rewind that I'll get to later. But like, I guess overall, I think it's a four out of five too. I think it's great. I just feel like there's a few moments there that, took me out of it in a way I didn't like. I also, you know, to your point, like I think some of the performances are awesome and some of the performances, again, took me out of it. Like Justice mm -hmm. Smith, I did not like until probably either. the very end. You didn't really? hear Joe? 
Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't, well, I don't like, like him like, either. I liked him from the get go. I don't know Justice Smith well, but like the way he was playing, I, even on I'm on the main you page, him, right? <laughs> you know him well. He's in your favorite movie of all time, Jurassic Park: Fallen Kingdom. And that was kind of hard to come off of Fallen Kingdom, where he's so animated, and here he's right, not. Yeah. And back to your archetype thing, bless. Right on the official Corey page, his character description is. Most won't get whatever's coming through his headphones, but Ryan lives for connection. Even if he does lean into the whole brooding, handsome loner thing, beneath the beneath the reclusive persona is the heart of a hero, determined to prove himself to those he can't. Like, I feel like he's so, uh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Justice Smith can do more, but I understand reading this and like what how they portray him, the thing of like, what's he listening to? Oh my God, I, I have a crush on him, but da, da, da. It's just like, <laughs> he didn't do it for me. Ethan Suppley didn't do it for me. I thought that wasn't a great performance. And But they're surrounded by Brenda Song, who I think Ethan. fucking crushes it. Like she was my favorite person as Caitlyn in the game. To have you didn't like there. Ethan Suppley as Bobby? Yeah, no. And again, like I'm a big Ethan Suppley <gasps> fan from My Name oh, is Earl really? or Mallrats or whatever. Stop, stop. <laughs> what role was he even playing? He was just a... No, no, Greg. Like, listen to how he delivers dialogue. Listen to how dialogue, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what did you think? To be of this fair, one? I totally understand what you're talking about in terms of Bobby. Because oh, Bobby's a character. That guy. They yeah. didn't give him anything to do. No, aside I from either when he popped, like, especially like again, and like <laughs> things that happen in again, it's what happens in my game. There's things that happen, and I'm just like, what is what a what? Why are you saying that? Why are you <laughs> acting like that? And again, it's the same thing too with uh, uh Justice Smith, some of the things that goes on or whatever. There, there's some really horrible fucking fade out where he's just like, like guys like, yeah, there he is, mall rats. That's Ethan Suffley. What up? Where he's like, yeah, you know, like the, the oh, guys yeah. like, you're a you blah 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 fucker, and then and then like in the weirdest thing, Justin Smith goes, no, you're a fucker, and then like the screen <laughs> fades yeah, out. That <laughs> That's like the line me. we're going out on for you. <laughs> All right, whatever. I had I a great time. Nice. I love the game, and I think that I I think that even for the pacing I'm talking about and some of the performances. The inclusion they put in and make it a, a game that, yeah, I would definitely recommend if you've ever played something. I, I, I will say, piggyback off that a little bit, I do think that the tone as far as it being teen campy horror, I think does give it a bit of that of your, what you're talking about, where it doesn't feel like there is many stakes. And characters are making choices where it's like, why are you guys fucking doing this right now? Like, yeah, there's more important shit to be doing. Whereas like the, the last few Dark Pictures games have been more like these characters are adults. These characters are grown and they have a bit more of a head on their shoulders in terms of like knowing what the vibes are yeah. where here they're very much like teenage like older teenagers right like i think they're probably in their first or first couple of years of college uh type vibes which leads to them making more dumb decisions and i think that would be okay if it was more established that this was like the netflix uh, uh fear street trilogy which i thought did a great job of establishing like these are horror movies but they're kind of in on it and like i feel yeah, like this one really goes fun. swings wildly back and forth where it is like a maiming injury happens and you're like well clearly this will change and it's like nope like you know what i mean it's still if it was just greg you know horribly maimed but still being greg like i was like that's a weird way to play but we're getting too deep i'm sorry mike what did you think of this one uh greg and bless you guys did a great job uh running down some of your thoughts and opinions i gave it a four out of five as well on the kind of funny scale hey super massive team this is your best one yet and for all of the horror fans choose your own adventure fans or if you're just a fan of any of these super massive games you're going to love this one. This is a day one purchase for me. It's an awesome addition into the games that they've created. And I mean, this is the first time I've ever left a super massive game. And I said to myself, I want to replay this right now. Right. I don't think I've ever left one of these going, oh yeah, I'll replay that. I'll see what the other things were. This is the only time I've ever said that. And I'm really high on this. I can't wait to jump back in. I mean, 
of course, with Supermassive, you get killer facial animations. You get an awesome world design of Hatchet's Quarry. And I think the coolest part is, is they really expanded upon where you are in this one, right? This is the biggest game they've ever had when you look at the map and the locations you travel to and really see it felt like that. The sound design is all top tier, right? I really was impressed with every moment I had goosebumps on my neck. I could feel it. I could hear the branches crunching all around the forest. And also, I really think they did a great job with licensed music. You're going to get a choice oh. at the beginning of, hey, turn off the licensed music or keep it. It felt good. I liked every single one of them. I that, thought it was a great touch to it. I think you see, like, you know, of course, we're talking about Dark Pictures Anthology, one made by Bandai Namco, published by Bandai Namco, right? And how I think those games coming out on the clip once a year, like, makes them feel more budgety titles. Mm -hmm. This definitely is where the 2K money goes, is that soundtrack, right? Opening with Ariana Grande. You're like, oh, okay, like, yeah, that's good. what's going to here and even though they use, they'll use songs for like all of 10 seconds to make sure they're making that, a point that is the one thing i i have a gripe with with the soundtrack is i feel like the actual use of the songs bummed me out a little bit because they would come in for 10 seconds at maybe the end of a chapter yeah and i'm yeah. like man i wish those this was interspersed a little bit more and used a little bit better act during the it was actual jarring. Scenes. yeah for sure yeah it was jarring. <laughs> in the same way that the fade out of you're a fucker faded <laughs> you're out. a fucker <laughs> quick, quick, that, quick technical <laughs> question uh just because I'm, I'm getting flashbacks of life is strange true colors here if you do the turn off license music mikey uh oh. for you as like a streamer kind of thing do they replace it with just generic music or is it just you know nothing size you know, I, I don't know. I honestly did not choose that one, Barrett. So we'll have to find out when we live stream it on Kind of Funny. But uh, I hope that they have some sort of unlicensed or li unlicensed music, Barrett, because it does, I think, impact it in a good way, a positive way for sure. But to build off of what Greg and Blessing says, like, it's really interesting on the voice acting side, right? You get these awesome facial, anim or awesome facial animations of these characters and people you know and love, right? And I think it is really cool to hear Blessing identifying kind of attach himself onto certain certain performances or characters or like myself and greg right i really was down on justice uh smith's justice performance smith. i thought that was not his character role whether it was poorly written for him or maybe that was the wrong role to put him in when i think of justice smith i think of the opposite of what he was in this one but then there's other great performances where people just eat up the scene and you're attached to them like for me miles robbins as dylan was dylan so was much great. fun every yeah. time he brought the smiles and the fun. I think Ariel Winter from Modern Family was yeah. a very good one as well. And then on the opposite side, one that you will get goosebumps and you will never forget her is Grace Zabrinsky. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that last name. But her character oh, yeah. is something that you will always remember from this point forward. It will haunt my dreams, which is one of my favorites from this point on. And so I think <laughs> some of the voice acting was either on and killing it or some of it just didn't feel right and of course that's some of the lines written as these two have brought up before it was a jump back and forth of terrifying to fun we're having a good time and it's like well that doesn't seem right because you just you know did something crazy but moving forward when we talk about the gameplay i think they really nailed down what this yeah. choose your own adventure gameplay was compared to the previous titles from dark pictures anthology to of course uh the one before that i've already forgot until dawn where it felt like the QTEs were really narrowed down and defined and like sticking to just really the directional inputs of the analog stick instead of the face buttons, I thought was a big elevation that felt more like I'm watching this movie and I'm engaged, but I'm also not like worrying which yeah. button am I pressing and I'm taking my eyes off the screen 
So I want to give a big kudos to that. Yeah, and then along they've with they've simplified it, like Mike's saying, if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, mm -hmm. in this one where, yeah, before every button on there was going to be used. Here it is mainly the controller, uh, yeah, using your motion left stick, stick, your left stick. And then, uh, yeah, maybe A occasionally, but A is usually a tap button or a hold button. Yeah. But e both, all of those situations popping up, it wasn't how it had been before in for me in super massive games, like you're saying, Mike, of I'm zoning out for a second or really getting lost in the, the scene I'm watching. And then, oh, shit. Oh, well fuck i was ready to move the stick not hit the button and i didn't oh crap and i feel like it wasn't that oh you got me it was like oh that was cheap i didn't feel i, I never had any cheap misses blessing and i feel like they they pared it down a lot in a way that i think in some ways really works and in a few ways i wish they uh um, did a little bit more tlc with because i do like the fact that it is for if you're tr trying to dodge something or get out the way usually it is a move the stick a certain direction and like for the for it to be the stick i think that leaves a lot of room for hey make sure you move that thing perfectly down or perfectly left or perfectly right because there's more room for error as opposed to click a click b um where you, i feel like i'm comfortable with that button press you know there's a few times yeah, where yeah. i'm clicking left where i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna hit the right zone and then i hit it i'm like thank god uh but the one that i didn't love was the there there are situations where if a animal or a creature is hunting you you have to hold a and uh you're basically holding your breath as the character and you'll see like a red outline in the corner and you're kind of, you have to wait for that for that red outline to go away for you to then lift your finger off the a button and then you can get away or do whatever that i felt like was way too easy i think it, for them that is the answer to and until dawn because that was a playstation exclusive they had the yeah. thing where you had to stay still with the the uh, god now i've had the dual sense for so long dual shock with the dual shock yeah. for light you gotta stay still with the light bar and make sure that didn't leave the outline and that made it so that there was this one was so hard yeah that's funny you bring it up because i thought holding a was the right choice here that was exactly what they should have done feel it though well so here's the catch i think they do a great job of giving you the intensity and the moments of like when am I supposed to let go? Because there's moments where it's open, it's closed. It's open, it's closed on your getaway. And I think they did a really great job of moving away from holding this controller perfectly still. That never worked whenever you wanted to have it like yeah. that to the A button. I thought was a great way to elevate some of these moments in the game for sure. I, I do think it was a good change to not do that. And I think they probably couldn't do that if they wanted to because of other controllers. But I feel like there's a happy medium of like something that has a little bit more stakes than just the hold A and then release A, but then also doesn't have the the finickiness of the okay hand, hold thought, still with this controller. I the holding your breath thing I thought was a bit cumbersome because the first time, first couple times I did it, I was like, "What am I really doing?" Because I'm just holding, but I'm waiting for the person to leave the room. I wasn't catching the red as much, and so mm. I failed it once, and that was when I was like, "Oh, I gotta wait fully for this to go." Because the guy was walking away and then walked back. Joey. Um, what did you oh, think of this game from the really top? quick just to wrap up no. really fast? Okay, no more. I'm not gonna wrap up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What do you got? I mean, uh, we're trying, I mean, we're talking at length about the game. What do you got? Well, yeah. Well, I want to wrap up with a uh, big shout out to the tutorial system. I think new oh, yeah. players jumping in will really vibe with this, right? I think the first time you see it, it kind of takes you out of the experience because it comes into this like Pip Boy esque cartoony fun, you know, Cub Scout video. And at first I didn't like it, but then once you go through it. I really love what they did. As a new player, you're going to be jumping into a lot of different gameplay elements, whether it be clues, tarot cards, or evidence, and how that builds in to the game. So really shout out to them for creating that. And then finally, the new three live system I know we're going to talk about. It is very interesting how it's tied into the deluxe edition, which we'll talk about here in just a little bit. But all in all, turn off the lights, get onto a big television, don't play on your computer screen, and have a fun movie night with this, because that is what this game is, and it's a blast. Joey, what'd you think? 
Um, I had a fun time. I'm with Greg where I'm like in between the three and four probably for this. Um, I think, I guess I was a little bit confused on the setting because it was, I feel like they don't go do a good job of like setting what time period this is in necessarily. Mm. Um, like they have their phones and stuff like that, but I feel like a lot of like the tutorial and stuff like that made me feel like, and even the music they use on like the waiting screens and stuff made me think it was going to be more of like a retro thing. But then it ended up being like modern day because yeah, with, like, yeah, there's like a lot of VHS tape type animation going on. And when yeah. you rewind as the VHS tape through, yeah, I think again that was me trying to rationalize in my head the tonal disconnect of like where this movie was that it was supposed to be a goofy teens nineties eight you know eighties whatever. Yeah. Um. So then it is it was kind of jarring for me. It's like not that they ever use them but they talk about like their cell phones stuff like that i'm like oh i just wasn't really picturing that and that um but i had a lot of fun i think that the voice cast is like definitely the strongest one of and the biggest one since they've had until until dawn it did feel a little bit weird that it this one felt the most like everybody is a main character versus until dawn like it felt like hayden, hayden. was the main girl um so i kind of liked that everybody got a little bit more love i really liked laura and uh max i thought they were really fun characters i just also really like skylar gasando from um and i didn't well, no, I, real quick i think i think it, it, you know the game opens with them in the prologue right and they're yeah. the first counselors you meet and i think that's such a smart choice because they are so good and like yeah. it was oh, that yeah. thing of like you talk about people you're behind and cheering for like laura and max for people i was like the whole time like i gotta keep them alive i want to do stuff with them yeah 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 um i didn't realize until the end where they like kind of tell you the fate of everyone based on the decisions you've made uh i thought i was doing really well in my playthrough and then they went through that i was like oh a lot of people didn't <laughs> and it's just uh i think it's interesting how they like expand the cast a little bit outside of the just the counselors sure which is sure, sure, sure. fun that i had kind of forgotten about um but i had a really good time other than that i like all of the updates they made i did you guys play around in the menus at all with like the different paths and looking at and the clues and stuff like that i looked yeah. a little bit i like the uh, they don't call it the butterfly effect anymore but that's yeah. stuff or the path chosen thing um and i thought it was interesting to see that they really pinpoint this happened and this happened and this happened and you can kind of trace how you end up in certain scenarios yeah, I liked being able to see that just to see like where, how I ended up in things and what kind of affected each other. I thought the clues were really cool too because as you pick up new clues in the game, if they attach to one that you've looked at previously, it'll update the description and like kind of refine everything and puts all There's of There's a lot of TLC nice down there, right? Because you're talking yeah. about the paths being the butterfly effect, but yeah, they're VHS tapes that you can kind of scroll through segment by segment, but they all have like customized box covers. Like if you're mm -hmm. pulling them off the blockbuster shelf, which I thought was cool. Uh, yeah, the collectibles you'd go in there and look at, and even the ones that it does, like you, I want, there's like, I found a letter at one point, right? And mm -hmm. I was like, I glanced at it when, he, the, when the person picks it up. And I was like, okay, I want to read that. I went into the menu, couldn't read. I was like, that's interesting. But then when they actually show me in the game where I, when they, I, the letter comes back up and I was like, that's a cool way to tell me what was on the letter and how to do it and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I feel like they did a great job of, you know, making the hidden collectibles fun to find, not hard to find. Uh, you know, yeah, finding pieces of investigation stuff, cool to go through, um, being creepy throughout the world, obviously, of just what they're up to. Yeah, I thought they knocked yeah. that out of the park. 
And even how it's all organized, it's nice to not be like, here are a billion things. And now you get to figure out what's connected to what they definitely have it like yeah. categorized. You kind of have a way to wrap your mind around what's going on with all of it. Um, I, yeah, I think that they showed their hand a little bit early in terms of what these campers are dealing with, which I didn't love. Um, I kind of liked the that part and until dawn where you're still trying to figure out what's going mm, on mm. um but i think this kind of has the the issue that like a lot of horror movies have where it's like well now that you know what the scary thing isn't as scary the more that you show it uh were you so intrigued I, though by the, I, I feel like first off they put a lot in here like there's yeah. the scary thing that's the thing that like now that we've beaten the game we'd be like clearly this is the thing but yeah. i think they give you two other like head scratchers of like what are why is that happening and if yeah. if this is the thing then what about that thing yeah, I, yeah. I even though I knew what the threat was I wanted to figure out what was going on with these other parties that's either. my thing is I was surprised by how much I was into the story like I I I, I had the same uh, thought Joey where I was like oh this feels early for you to show your hand in this way and it feels like way more of a consistent burn whereas like until dawn was like a what the fuck is happening what the fuck is happening and then like actually <laughs> what's happening is like oh shit this is happening all right we're dealing with this uh but Everything like they do happened. they do leave those couple of things of like all right but then what's up with these guys and also what's this going on in the like they, they leave enough of that stuff where i i did have those questions and even though i think on the horror side of it i wasn't as scared be of like the main threat because they there was a lot of the main threat going on uh i did find it fascinating like that did keep me going in the way that i beat the game in about i think i beat it in two days actually when i played um and what drove what drove me that entire time was being like all right but i really want to know what this extra thing is that they keep teasing because this doesn't line up with this until it did line up with it with it yeah and even now that i finished the whole game like i'm excited to go back and figure like i know that there's a bunch of clues in a specific area that i purposely did not go in because i'm like this seems like a bad idea and that someone i'm probably gonna get somebody killed over there so i'm excited <laughs> to go back and like figure out what all those things were to see like if i could have put the pieces together any earlier than i did in my first playthrough one gripe that i i did have in terms of story progression was I this is the most I feel like I've recalled in a supermassive game where I've finished the game and I feel like I just don't have certain resolutions for certain characters. You know, mm -hmm. I did the thing where I, I think in the versions we all played, we had the, the three lives we got to mess around with. And so this is like maybe so, the yeah, first time. Go if, for it, if, 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 let me explain what that is. All right. So the new mechanic is the death rewind. What, the way it works is that, yeah, we were given, obviously, 2K gave us copies to review ahead of time. Uh, they gave us deluxe editions, and that reads like this. Get instant access to Death Rewind, a retry mechanic that normally unlocks after your first completion of the core. Oh. So usually what would happen if you're buying the standard edition, you play through the game, whoever dies, dies, that's how it's going to be. When you replay it and do a second playthrough, you, what happens is somebody dies, and the game does like a VHS and pauses and goes like, this person just died. Do you want to replay it and go back and try to save them or whatever? Which I think is such a great idea. I think they needed to give you a bit more information. Mike, are you yes. on the same page as me? So it's interesting, Greg. So I thought it was awesome, right? And so it's funny because you wrote in the Slack, hey, I just did this and I'm back, right? I got a lot of back progress. For me, every single one of mine were almost steps right before I died. Yeah. So it was never a, oh, I'm going really uh, far back. So yeah. I think it, it felt more like life is death. strange. Yeah, it felt very like, close, all three of them. See, I think that would have been really helpful if it, when it was like, this person died, do you want to go back? You will go back X chapters, X amount of time. Because mm, yeah, the first yeah. time I did it, I went back 30 minutes and I was, it, 
Jen and I were talking and she's like, oh my God. And I'm like, if we were normally playing this at home, I don't think it would be as big of a deal. But obviously we're trying to review it. I want to get through it. I want to see it all as I can. So whatever. And then the second time I did it, I was like, I'm never going to do it again. Then somebody I di died that I really liked. And I was like, well, fuck, I want to do it. And so I hit it and it took me back hours. And like <laughs> the blood drained out of my face. So I'm not kidding you. And like I went back and reloaded. I jumped back to main menu and it had it auto-saved to overfill, which I think is probably a, a good thing. On the, They probably understand that's going to be a case. And I restarted from where I was like, that person's got to die in this playthrough. I'll worry about it later. Next time around. <laughs> Next time around. Yeah, this thing, this is the worst time it happened to me, I think, is one of the times it happened to Greg where it was like 20 to 30 minutes that I re rewinded. And even that bummed me out a little bit. But I was like... Okay, well, they're bringing back to this exact point where I know where I fucked up, and so I'm going to do it again. And I think I, I like that feature. I, I'm with you, Greg, that I think a warning of this is how far back – this is the save that we're going to take you back to or something along those lines yeah. I think would yeah. go a long way. But uh, that said, right, like when I, beat, when I beat this game, this is the first time – where I beat in a super massive game and all my characters survive. And that is purely because of the death rewind. Wow. Um, well, actually, actually, you that's didn't... a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. Um, the first time I played through, I fucked up my very last choice and then I reloaded the last chapter and then they all lived. Um, <laughs> but even when I went through both times, there were characters where I was like, oh, that's weird. They didn't get a resolution. Like, they, and like they, they they did, but they didn't, right? Like, they do a thing at the end of the game where they're like, oh, this is how like, all the characters went on, right? But there's certain story arcs that I feel like just didn't get answers in terms of, hey, like, what's did, how's this guy doing? Uh, this guy, the last time I saw this guy, he was just hanging out in the woods. Is he good? Last time I saw these two, they were just in a room chilling. Are they good? Like, the game See, I, ends in such a sudden in such a sudden way for me, and I don't know if it went the same way for you guys. It, well, no, it didn't, because you and I already kind of compared some notes on endings, and I feel like I had more conclusive endings than on certain things than you did, and vice versa. And so I think it is. I don't know if there's. It's, it'll be interesting. I'm not sure if there'll be a true ending. I'm sure there is, but like, there's definitely you need to piece it together and do stuff. I was actually bummed out. Not like really bummed out, but bummed out as a fan of like, oh man, I fucked it up. Uh, when I did the one of the re replays, I did. I was like. This doesn't seem like, and it didn't throw me way, way back. I was like, all right, I can do, I can roll with this. I can roll with this. And uh, I made a conversation choice different with one of the characters, and I didn't realize I did. So they didn't have like a reconciliation moment. Like they oh. stayed estranged. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I fucked up the timeline. Shit. Mm. You know, it was like, that's just how it was. And it played out. So I think there's those moments too. Because yeah, you, we talked about it before. Like, what was it? They put out something of like, the absurd number of endings that are to this game like yeah. you know there's all yeah. these little things that change like in that, that back to me right where it's like the ending that took me back hours to where i needed to make the change i thought it was going to take me back to when it was like do you want to do a or b i chose a i was like I should have chose b and instead it threw me all the way back to where i fucked up a relationship <laughs> with somebody i was like fuck okay well that's how deep the roots and threads are going through this according yeah. to but ign there's 186 different endings Wow, well, according to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you can go there to get every episode of the games cast ad free and write in to be a part of it. But guess what, Jack, you're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So here's a word from our sponsors. Are people still trying to make plans with you this summer as if you aren't booked and busy already? You're just gonna have to tell them to try again in the fall. You've got pool days, pride parades, bachelor parties, and beach vacations waiting for you because when you're living your best life, the last thing you wanna worry about is butt sweat. I'm Greg Miller and my butt never sweats because I wear MeUndies. You've heard it a million times. I like MeUndies so much from my first pair. I bought a whole bunch more and threw away the rest of my underwear. They're the best. MeUndies has the lightest, most breathable fabrics to keep you cool and comfortable wherever you go. From undies to bra, 
wallets, to socks, to loungewear, to swimwear, you can find something for all your plans. MeUndies also releases new prints all the time, like their limited edition Pride collection. Find your ultimate summer comfort in sizes extra small to 4XL. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first time purchasers, you get 15% off. For a limited time, if you sign up for their free to join MeUndies membership, you get 25% off your first membership item. To get 15% off your first order, 25% off your first membership item, and 100% satisfaction guaranteed, go to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kind of funny. No one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you've got bills due. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days earlier with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. But Chime is about more than just getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KFGames. That's Chime.com slash KFGames. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancor Bank or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on your payer. All right, back to it. Who wants to go? Mike, you had your uh, hand up. Really so you quick about, talk. About, uh, about the instant access to Death Rewind. You know, we got the deluxe editions. I guess I want to go around the table and just ask you all, like, what did you think of Death Rewind? Would you want that on your first playthrough, no matter what? Or would you be willing not to have that? Because I thought this was a great idea. I really loved it. And I wanted it on my first playthrough. I was really enticed for that. And I didn't know about the deluxe edition until after when we're doing this podcast. So for me, if I was to buy this game just at basic and didn't have that, I'd be like, oh, man, that sucks. Because I love what they just did with this. Joey? Uh, I go back and forth. It was really nice to have it because it because I had was the same as Mike, where like all of my uh anytime I used it, it like popped me back to the last decision I made essentially. Um, but I do like going in uh the first time around and kind of just being like, whatever happens, happens, and I can go back and save people later. And I think there is like a the risk of it is I think what makes it fun. So this is like a different kind of play style where you have to be like a little bit more strategic of how you use them. I didn't realize it was a deluxe edition unlock early. And that makes sense because personally, I didn't like having it early. I didn't like being tempted. I like playing these games and whatever happens, happens. That's that's the fun of it, right? And so like, even for me where it's like, I feel like it fucked up my experience because I went back and screwed up that conversation. And it matters for nothing. I don't think that those two characters would have had a different <laughs> finale based on the fact that they weren't friends because, of, but it's like, ah, like that's what I fucking wanted it to be. I like it. I like seeing it through and then going back and tinkering and seeing what goes on with it. Yeah. I, I, I did like the death rewind. Uh, and I think it's mainly because I still felt the stakes there because you only get the three lives. And so by the time I was entering into the last chapter, I only had one of those death rewinds left. And uh, I felt the stakes going in. I was like, okay, I do not want to lose this, this life. And then the first choice I make in that final chapter killed a guy. And I was like, well, fuck. All right, let me rewind that and redo that again. And I, and I, <laughs> It removes some of the frustration, honestly, of yep. a lot of the choices being very random. That is the thing that I like about uh, about these games, but also can come back to bite me is the fact that, like, hey, if I just don't think for a second and do it, make a choice, I can die easily, right? Hey, should yeah. I go over here or should I stay? I'm going to go over here. Boom, I'm done. I'm like, oh, well, that's a 50-50 choice. Maybe if I thought more through more, I could have avoided that. But it's nice to have the option to kind of stay alive for a little bit and also have the option to run out. That way, now that I'm in the final chapter... 
it's all on me now. If I fuck up, I fuck up. My character's died. And that, that actually did happen. And I think you still have that possibility for that to happen, but you can still kind of maintain the playthrough that um, you could want if you play your cards right. Um, and so, yeah, I, I like having it in there. Yeah, for me, it's just one of those of like kind of the one and done guy. Sometimes, as I said, this is the only one I've ever wanted to go back and replay, right? So I do like having this right off the bat of like, because if it was just, oh, one and done situation, whatever happens, happens. I would feel down of like, I'm not going to replay through all of that just to get to this point and make different decisions. So I love what they did with this. I, I really like it for playthrough number one and beyond. And here's what I think is interesting about it. Again, beyond to tell them uh, super massive and what the audience we've been saying, I think that, you know, they've done, as I said, they've enhanced what they've done and they've done a bunch of different stuff here. I, I really want to call out movie mode, which I think is such a fantastic thing of, I'm somebody who's like you, Mike, of, I finish until dawn. I finish all the pictures anthology. And uh, for me personally, this hasn't come up where we are. I still liked house of ashes more than uh, this. And I, and, that, and that's high praise. Cause I, I liked them wow. both or whatever, what I'm saying, but like house of ashes, I thought was the right amount of time, the right amount of uh, uh, characters, everybody choices felt like they mattered. Like I was really into house of ashes the entire way through. I thought it was great. I, not that I wasn't into Corey at all, but I don't. I didn't have the disconnect, the narrative disconnects, and yada yada. I thought it was a sm smaller Dark Pictures anthology package, but I thought it delivered on all fronts. What I like, even with that one, a shorter one, I finished it, and I was like, man, I really wonder what would have happened if X, Y, or Z happened. And I am not the type to replay a game. Like that's just not what I want to do. Usually, I want to go get the next experience, a new experience. I don't want to replay a major section of it. For this one, for Corey, I really dig how the chapter selects right there. So if it is something like blessing you we were talking about before, you know, the ending changes or you you screw up at the ending, you can go back in that chapter and do that part. But then movie mode, I think is really fucking interesting and really cool on something that I have movie mode running right over here that I've, I've been running it since I started PS. I love you or right before it, I guess to glance around and the way movie mode works is it's not you playing at the game. It's you playing. It's just you playing the, the game as a movie. And so the front, you get four choices. You can choose everybody lives. So everybody will live through it and you'll see how that'll play out. Everybody dies. So you get to go yeah. see what's going on with that. Gore fest, which is the goriest version of everything that can happen. So people are getting hurt every chance they can and everything else that could possibly go wrong, even including then the goriest deaths are there. But then they have director's chair, which is fascinating, where you can go into each one of the characters before you start the movie mode and set what they would do under pressure, what they would do in a conversation, what they would do oh, for wow. fight or flight, what they would do for looking around. So it's like, you know, they don't look for anything or they're very thorough. Uh, they're, you know, uh, empathetic or they're total dicks. Or I mean, I'm not, this is not the terminology they use for each one of these, <laughs> but you set all nine of them, right. And then hit play and see how it goes out. And so it plays all the cutscenes, right. And all the dialogue things you'd have in it, you know, cause you're like driving the car and you're talking to each other, you're picking stuff there. It doesn't do like you walking around to investigate for items or stuff, but the cutscenes, you know, as you know, in this game are so plentiful. And they again, it's 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 weird to call them cutscenes since it is the game as well, because you're choosing dialogue options. But you just lose, like, yeah, going under the bed and seeing what's in the bucket or opening up this drawer or picking up this piece of paper. And so it actually plays out like a movie that you can go through and do. And it's like, man, I could really see similar to what I'm doing here of like, well, what if everybody was a dick this round? Or what if, you know, only yeah. Abigail was nice this entire game, right? Like, it's a fun way to tinker with it, let alone the usual online stuff, right? They have the pass the controller on the couch uh, where you all can, t I think it's seven players can take control of the counselors. One, you get assigned a counselor, multiple counselors and go through to do it. And then they have the new one. I don't have it in front of me, but it's the vote one where if we all played online, 
I'd be playing, but you'd all be in the same group watching online, and then you would vote on the choices, but I'd be moving the characters and doing all that stuff. Like they do that with kind of funny streams for sure. Hell yeah, we are. Dope. And yeah. then multiplayer for this is coming, just not to like July, right? July, correct. Yep. Because I do also just like doing that and. Yeah, I didn't even know that was playing as the two different characters. And that, that's actually exciting for me because I was uh, like, Yami is the friend who I usually will play these games with. And I had a text her. I was like, hey, I'm reviewing this. I don't like, I don't, <laughs> are you fine with me playing this game? And she was like, yeah, whatever. I was like, I was also like, yeah, I don't think this even has the co op online multiplayer that the Dark Pictures games have. Um, and that's exciting to hear that. Um, I assume it's going to be like Dark Pictures when they actually add it in, in, in July. And if that's the case, then yeah, I'm going to want to play it again uh, in that way because I think that's a, such a fun way to do it and have the communication back and forth. And I can see, I like, I don't think there's any reason why it wouldn't work in this game in the way that it's worked in the Dark Pictures uh, games because at its core, this is pretty much the exact same type of game. Um, and so that's pretty exciting. Um, I, also wanna, not, I, wanna sh I wanna shout out real quick, uh, the visuals. Like early on, Mike yeah. was talking about how good the game sounds. I think the game is gorgeous in so many of the scenes. And it hit me during one scene where you're you're at a junkyard and like you're walking around looking for a thing. But like there was a moment where you kind of get uh, some height and so you're able to like kind of look down. And I was like, damn, this is a PS5 game. Like yeah. this is a game that, that looks gorgeous visually. We're playing on PC. To be clear, I was playing on PC. Yeah. yeah, to be clear, but it's a game that I feel like strikes me as, oh yeah, I can see how this would uh, lean into lean into next gen and the visuals and a lot of the art direction because I don't remember Until Dawn looking this great in some of its scenes and like looking at the car in the junkyard and seeing like all these fuck, fucked up cars and like how many of them are on screen at once and how like good the scene looks just from like if I took a screenshot and uploaded it, the game looks gorgeous. And I think part of that, I agree with you that it looks gorgeous, and part of that is detail. If, if you, we yeah. went back and, and watched me talk about Man of Medan when I was really let down by that, right? Part of it was, I'm like, the ocean looks terrible. And their water yeah. physics still ain't great here, if we're being honest about Corey. There's <laughs> yeah. a splash <laughs> fight where I'm like, why are you oh. doing this? Oh. But I meant like just a placid ocean. This, a totally still ocean looked awful. And like there was no, it looked like you were on like block physics at times for certain things. The world looks lived in here. It looks detailed. Mike, you brought up the map and how big it is and how impressive that is. What I thought was actually really well done, and I think is a sign of a great game that I spent eight plus hours in, right, is the fact that, you know, Hackett's Quarry, as a campground, started to feel like I knew where I was. Like, I'm, you're not, you know, it's not open world, but, like, you'd be back in situations and places. And I remember the first time around uh, when Emma was walking through this one section of the camp and she's like narrating to, she's a vlogger she's talking into her phone or whatever mm -hmm. and she's like should i go up or down or whatever and you make that choice and you go and explore the camp that way so you know hours later when i doubled back there i was like oh man i know where i am and i know what's up there so i'm gonna go this way and, da -da 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 -da. Yeah. and like that happened out in the real camp too and it's the same thing of like the first time that you came into uh the what do you call it the administration lodge. building the, the big the lodge thank you the big building that all the kids had i remember there's a moment like get the bags and i wandered around the entire fucking lodge like where yes. are these goddamn <laughs> yep. bags because <laughs> you don't know what you're looking for other than bags and i finally found them I was like i'm a moron but it was like to come back to that lodge again eight hours later and be like oh i know exactly where everything is and where i'm going yeah. like that happens with a detailed well thought out environment map this is oh. the most I've had. I felt like there's a sense of location here and wherever yeah. I'm at. I'm like, I know I like there's this hatch that that leads down here. And like when I figured that out, I was like, oh, shit, I can bet I can guess where this is going to lead up to. And even when you press pause, like there is a literal map that like has all the locations pinned out. And like once you discover a new one, it goes from question marks into no, this is where this is at. And that comes back around for me in narrative as well, where they are like, hey, this thing is over here. Just so you know, like I looked up in the in the goggles and this there's somebody here and then you go there and it's like, oh, fuck, there's somebody there. Right. And like 
that becomes a consistent thing where, okay, if you're on the island, just know that you may or may not be with this person or this thing, and maybe the island's safe, maybe the island's not safe, but that became a recurring thing of where should I, what decision should I make to put a character somewhere that could or could not, could not be safe, which I think was uh, super cool. Yeah, when yeah. you guys talk about how great it looks, the fidelity, and just the world design around it, it really encourages you to go and explore. It's, even how scary it is to hear everything rustling outside in the forest, it is so much fun to explore and find the tarot cards and the collectible evidence. Like, every time I went into a new level, I got a solid play through a lot of hours into this game, and a lot of it was just exploring around, looking in every nook and cranny, wondering, will I die? Maybe not, but you know what I mean? I really love just looking around. And also another one to note for all the viewers out there, this is a 2K game, so you will have the different versions of generation. So, you know, $60 for the basic PS4, Xbox One. You have the Xbox Series X and S and PS5 at $70. You have backwards compatibility. So make sure you're aware of what you're buying before you buy, as it's one of those games right now that's not all even across the board. Uh, one last thing. Did you guys notice with any, like the game looks great, but I feel like a lot of my characters weren't looking at each other in the eye, which was like annoying to me. And I don't know if it was just me that noticed that. Yeah. That's one I usually do. It pisses me off and I didn't notice it on this one. Yeah. I, I, I just that. noticed it mostly in the first chapter with, uh, Skylar Gisando and sure. whatever, whatever her name is. And I couldn't tell if it was just like a character trait that it just always looks like he's looking at her boobs <laughs> or <laughs> if that was just like a weird thing. But I was like, this, you there were a certain, never, certain character some models. Some things are kind of weird. Some certain character model, I think models had quirks. I didn't really love how Emma's character model looked sometimes. Like I feel like certain times she would have weird facial expressions. And then there was another time where I, uh, when I first started playing the game, I did start playing it on this big, beautiful machine called the Steam Deck. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. and the game didn't run that well on the Steam Deck, and so I ended up actually playing it on my PC. But like when I first started playing it, I had it like hooked up to my TV, and there were moments where like characters' necks would turn certain ways, where I'm like, "That's probably a weird Steam Deck thing. Let me just play this on my PC to make it look better." And even still, like there are certain times where I was like, "I don't like the way this character's neck bends." It doesn't look terrible. It wasn't noticeable until like I really noticed it. Then I started. Then I kept like re-seeing it um but yeah i feel like this time around i started to notice that stuff uh though the environment i, I feel like really carries the like visual fidelity like i really liked how the environments look but the, yeah the characters didn't always yeah. look great to me except for brenda song who looked amazing the entire wait time. whoa yeah whoa. He looked great. Uh, sorry someone just got beheaded in the gore fest movie mode i had going <laughs> over here that i did not see ever in the fucking thing way earlier than anybody else and yes to your point brenda song looks photorealistic in this yes. game everybody looks yeah. good there's the enactment there's hit or miss where maybe david arquette changes his face or justice smith does something like all right clearly i'll play you brenda song looked like she was like fmv <laughs> i was like damn <laughs> this game was great yeah they spent the bit it's like when they got dr dre for gta 5 and when you play gta when you play the gta 5 dr dre stuff dr dre looks better than every single other character in the game <laughs> yeah, brenda yeah. song has the same thing where it's He's like wow it's like she they knew what they were doing with brenda song they knew that they had to spend some money on it good for them <laughs> Yeah, for me, I love looking at all of them. Just don't stare too directly into their mouths as it moves. It Lots just never looks quite right. But yeah, as yep. long as you like enjoy the whole face and everything, then it's a good time. <laughs> but if you start picking part, picking it apart, it doesn't there, look quite right. There's a scene early on where Ted Raimi, he's play, he plays a cop. He uh, gets a pencil so he can mark a thing on the map, and he like he licks the pencil, and like one <laughs> eye is closed. And it's yes, like, oh, yes, I, I saw that. Ever. I was like, what's wrong with them? <laughs> what it looked like it was so weird. Plastic. Why are they doing it this scene? way? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> oh boy, oh Barrett. Rare just what brought up the Sonic, the uh, OG Sonic teeth. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. Never yeah. forget. Um, I think we covered everything that we can do non-spoiler, right? Are there any closing thoughts? Uh, so, Joey, you and I were on the fence. I think, again, talking it out, and it's a super massive game, and it's a great time. And yeah. I think everything they've added in, I think it's a great game. I think there's just some plot story stuff that and performance stuff that gets in my way, which normally you'd be like, well, who cares? But this is a game hinging on all that stuff. But overall, yeah. like, I'm excited. We played on PC. I'm going to play it again on PlayStation 5. Like, I want to go through and make different choices and hang out and do that stuff. Like, I can't recommend it, it, it enough if you're a horror game fan or a super massive fan. And I do think, you know, even though I think narratively and choice-wise, I like uh, House of Ashes more. I think technically this is such a great-looking game, great-running game, good soundtrack. I like the modes they've dropped in here in terms, like we were talking about for playing. Like, it's super impressive. Yeah, I agree. Like, I definitely do lean more for towards the four than the three. Um, and yeah, I feel the same way. Like, I'm excited to play it with people. I feel like this is going to be a fun evening, weekend, or whatever, to, especially with the couch co-op mode and assigning people characters and stuff like that. I think it'll be really fun. Blessing, closing thoughts? Yeah, I think like all the all the things that you guys have mentioned and some of the things that I've mentioned, too, are the reasons why I bring it down to a four uh, and not a five, right? Like, I don't think Supermassive has had that five out of five masterpiece and a lot of ways like i look at until dawn as being more of a, more of a higher four than where i put um the quarry at and i think part of that is now there's so much to compare to in terms of the amount of sure. games that supermassive sure. has put out and i think until dawn when it comes out it does feel different it does feel fresh it does feel new it does feel like a new identity for a supermassive whereas they've had so many uh, uh so many shots to kill it and get it right and i think the quarry is them getting it right but i don't think it reaches all the way uh, uh, the heights that they could reach um, uh, if they got certain other, like if they got it right across the board. Um, and so I, and I still think they have that in them, right? Like I'm looking forward to whatever Supermassive does next. And I, I, I even look at House of Ashes and there are certain things in there where I'm like, I, I like the twist in House of, House of Ashes more. I liked where that game, where that story went toward the final hours in that game more. Like there are certain things I can compare in other games, but uh Overall, the quarry I had such a fantastic time with, and I do think that it is it is such a good return to form to uh, for them. And I think the the 2K budget shows, and these are all <laughs> things that I want uh, out of a super massive game. And so I hope I hope they continue one to continue to do the dark picture stuff, um, but also I hope they continue to get deals like this where they can show out and go. Let's put all our time and make a game that comes out every three or four years. That is full fledged budget looks great tells an interesting story and uh, i hope the next time they do one of these they take it even further and yeah Mikey. well said there bless i mean what i'm really happy about is more super massive games just like this it feels like your favorite movie collection your favorite horror movie collection it's another great one added to my collection of these games i love them i'm so happy that we have a number of them now and hopefully like blessing said they keep going because i don't want them to stop i love that they're filling in this just kind of piece of the pie of the gaming world that, you know, is sorely lacking that needs stuff like this all the time. And I just love adding it in. So can't wait to add it and play more of it. Yeah. Like I said, all right. I guess I said this on PS. I love you. I said, I'd say it here. So I'll say it. I think Supermass is one of my favorite game developers. And I don't yeah. mean that they make the yeah. best games, but I mean like when they like, it's going to be a must play top of the list. I can't wait for it. And I know I'm going to enjoy it was we we're talking about earlier, even when there's something like man and Madame that I think is a miss. I still am like, eh, but I had fun going through it and doing the thing and finding the twist and then talking about it, coming together. Yeah. To like It's coming together like we're going to come together Friday morning on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and the Gamescast podcast feeds to talk about all the different twists, endings, what we got, what other people got, what people didn't get, all that stuff. That's what it's all about with these games. Agree. Hell yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, 
this has been your spoiler-free review of The Quarry. If you join us for the first time, remember we're Kind of Funny Games. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Podcast services around the globe. We have content going up all the time, literally every day with Kind of Funny Games Daily. Then your reviews here on the Gamescast. P.S. I love you. Xcast. You name it. We got a show about it. Remember, you will be getting another Gamescast tomorrow as your post-show to Summer Game Fest the stream. You can go to twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games to watch the stream with us. Watch us record the Gamescast live. But if you just want to catch the Gamescast later, YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe until next time ladies and gentlemen god bless you super massive for just doing the same formula over and over again yeah it's like it's a bunch of people there will be a narrator they will talk to you in between the chapters then you go do the goddamn thing never change don't change until next time it's been a pleasure to serve you